0: Now dig on this.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to a very exciting event. Oh, this is going to be the most significant podcast in the history of all podcasts. My name is Mark. And I am Britain. And today we're going to talk about the War of the Worlds broadcast from 1938.
0: Uh, the one uh, starring the one and only Orson Welles as the uh, as the announcer. Uh it, it was a broadcast that uh you know that you may have heard about. Yeah, that that people were, were you know didn't really think it was a, a, a dramatization. They you know, they got a little bit scared and panicked.
1: So, um we'll talk about all that and everything else, but let's just get started and uh start from the beginning. Now, uh, the reason we picked this is because this was broadcast on October 30th. It was actually a Halloween uh, broadcast back in 1938. And uh, boy, oh boy, did it give the people a nice scare. Oh, yeah.
0: And uh, it still kind of holds up. Yeah,
1: I was... Um, we're going to talk a little bit about it, uh, about like the structure and everything. But yeah. I will say that... Um, for the first half, right before they cut to an intermission... Yeah. I think I, it was significantly better in the second half. Yeah. But, um, like, it was... I could actually... Like, I could... I almost felt this uh, this almost instinctual level of panic in my head from what I was listening to.
0: Yeah. It, it was... Uh, it was presented very straight paced, as if it were a a, a news bulletin. They, they kind of... Uh, They kind of had interludes like, "All right, uh, you're listening to the the orchestra at such and such theater," Mm -hmm. and uh, and then they would interrupt the orchestra to bring you updates. like, and uh like all right, we're gonna take it in New Jersey, and there's a guy at the thing in New Jersey. oh,
1: oh, it's terrible this cylinder is opening, and oh what's that it's a heat ray oh no
0: and it, <laughs> it, it, it was uh and, and it was uh, it was pretty uh it, pretty well done. it would be like, oh, and what's he got that hey, oh, decker heart out <laughs> I don't know why oh what's he having his hand there oh is that and, and, and then it, and, and it would and, cut out as if uh. As if like he got we, destroyed, yeah and and they did it uh very effectively several times
1: um so uh in lieu of having Britain talk about what the the broadcast was about because it really just is about this, yeah, um there's aliens that come down or Martians from Mars, they just have a a serious uh they woke up on the wrong side of the planet, so they just come down here and they just blast us to smithereens. Yeah,
0: and, and supposedly, according to them, uh, like they're hungry and they eat us.
1: Yeah, something like that. And then they, um, then they die. Yeah. That is basically what it is. The first yeah. half is uh, set up like Burton was saying, where it's more like news bulletins, and the second half is more of a um, yeah, it's like a journal. Yeah, recollection, uh, which is more in tune with the uh, the book War of the Worlds by H. G. Yeah. Wells. So, um, I want to point out that where the first half, I guess, kind of ends, or at least where the first, um, interlude or the intermission was, which is really about two-thirds of the way through. Yeah. Um, it ends with a like, CBS broadcaster, like, basically doing his last broadcast, and, like, it cuts out while the guy on the other end is like, uh, is anybody there? Any- is there anybody broadcasting? Yeah. And I actually thought that was gonna be the end. I was like, man, that would be a fucking fantastic ending. That would be it, chilling.
0: Yeah, and, and, like, I know the, I know if you're gonna do an H.G. Wells, you kind of have to do the big ending where, oh, it was, uh, it, it was, uh, syphilis that killed the aliens yeah. or whatever.
1: Or the common cold that, yeah. that
0: did it. But uh, ha- had they just taken the uh, the initiative to, to just end it where it would have uh, would have been the peak, uh, I think it would have been, been a much better broadcast.
1: Because as far as I'm considered, like, they're already taking liberties with the story, you know? So why mm-hmm. don't you take like a really big liberty instead of like saying it ends with them winning, just say that this is as far as we can announce. Yeah. Like this is as far as the media is gonna go in this story, uh,
0: but if you even if you want to go the uh, the whole uh, the whole original ending, then you can have like all right, this is CVS at the uh, at the West Coast branch. We're getting word uh, from our uh, New, you know, New York constituents or New York uh, uh, blah 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 yeah, that, the, uh, that the that the. Automatons are falling. Uh, the Martians are crawling out, and they seem to be... They seem to be very ill. Very, very ill, birds are eating them. And, oh, oh, what's this? And, uh, uh now I think I'm gonna be sick,
1: too. There's a new Martian virus yeah, that I know. spreads.
0: <laughs> like it immediately mutates.
1: It's like the, the flu has been waiting for this chance for... The comic hole has been waiting for this moment for literally its entire... History. Like, mm,
0: this is some new type of DNA here.
1: <laughs> it's actually so big that you can see it with the naked
0: eye. <laughs> it, it's literally like that. Uh, that Simpsons. What was it? Osaka flu. Oh yeah. Where it was this green mist?
1: I was actually thinking that it was just a one single uh, microbe is now like the size of a puppy. basketball. Yeah, basketball. That works too. <laughs> and and how, but how do you inhale it? It yeah. It doesn't work like that. It just stabs you. <laughs> oh. Not much of a virus, more of a nuisance. And then it, like, it stabs you, and then you become, like, you, your body breaks into different, uh, like, maybe four basketballs, you know. And that's it, you become the virus Do You you
0: just explode into four basketballs? I think you just
1: fall into four basketballs. Like,
0: it's it's not a painful mutation.
1: Um, well, let's put it this way. You know how when the... Okay, here's a reference. You know how in the Power Rangers, when they hit the Lord Zed putties in the chest, and they just kind of break into pieces sure yeah that, that's how it'd be like you just break into pieces but they're, they're virus pieces now and you just roll away in different directions
0: <laughs> yeah to, to infect others yeah exactly and uh, eventually it's just a planet full of these viruses
1: oh my gosh that would be terrifying
0: uh you yeah whatever seven you know seven like i guess 28 billion of them so uh there's there's obviously going
1: to be bands of survivors, like, hanging out, you know, trying to shoot them with shotguns, but I imagine it just goes through them. Because they're like, they have the same consistency, I, you know, as, like, melang or whatever, m- meringue. Meringue? Meringue, yeah. <laughs> Or maybe even
0: just... I don't know, I think a shotgun blast could take it. <laughs> like, a, yeah, it, it, it's a virus, but, you know, it's also a shotgun. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I- think, uh, I think a shotgun can take out a-, a jar of meringue.
1: <laughs> it depends on how close you get. Uh, like, I- I just am trying to imagine what the thing would look like, just- you- you splatter it. I imagine it's very dramatic, it like, you know, it doesn't blow up into different pieces, but it just kinda like, bounces back like a
0: ball. So, ooh, it catches it like ballistics, chill?
1: Yeah, 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 there we go.
0: And then it's just virus and bullets?
1: Sometimes a virus like, now it can shoot people to infect them.
0: Oh, so it just spits the bullets back out at uh, <laughs> at high speeds. It's it, a cartoon character.
1: Hmm. It'd be kind of, you know, here's the thing, it would be a ridiculous, like, movie or story, but I would be very invested in this story, you know, I'd be like, okay, like, how do you fight this thing now?
0: Yeah, uh, you pour salt on it.
1: Yeah. They're like <laughs> slugs. I like to think that there's another virus that they unleash, you know, that's uh, that's even more powerful, like rabies or something like that. Uh, maybe fire. Fire kills everything. Fire, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know what? That is a good point. Fire kills everything. Why didn't they try like these uh, monsters on fire?
1: Yeah, that's a good. Like, we have we have fire. You yeah. don't need to be. You know, you don't need to be top military brass yeah. in order to use fire. Like
0: we've had fire. Uh, For millions of years.
1: So that, like, I imagine that the uh, the resistance, you know, in this War of the Worlds thing, they're just like running around, just lighting the feet of Martians, like right underneath their feet. It's
0: like it's like a uh, it's like a Yosemite (laughs) Sam. They they have uh, they put the the matches in the toes of the machine.
1: Like I imagine that the machine, like uh, the tripods, they're lifting their feet up and down, like you would if like, oh 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 oh. Like, it, tr- it jumps into, like, a lake to cool off, you know. And the
0: lake evaporates.
1: Yeah, it, well, there's a lot of steam, yeah. and it evaporates very quickly, and, you know, you can just see the tripod kind of breathing really, like,
0: <sighs> yeah, as all the fish in the from the pond are flopping
1: <laughs> about. And then it looks down, and, like, it's still on fire, and it jumps up and runs around again.
0: Takes out a few neighborhoods.
1: Like, this is why we shouldn't be able to write the War of the Worlds broadcast. <laughs> oh, it's terrible, terrible. He... Yes, yes, it's putting its butt into the lake. <laughs> oh, it, th- it instantly evaporated the lake. Oh, that town is not going to have anything to drink for months. Oh, oh. that...
0: Oh, the kids, they they won't have their swimming hole for the, <laughs> for the summer this year, folks. Oh, it's tragic.
1: Oh, I can't describe the smell of the fish as they lay rotting in the streets and... Oh, my goodness, the wind has shifted. It's all coming downhill now. Oh, it's terrible.
0: It's like that, uh... It's like that Bugs Bunny sketch uh, sketch with uh, Yosemite Sam when they're pirates, and he has to go across. He's trying to blow up the boat, but he's tr- going across the ship and uh, trying to light a match. And then Bugs Bunny keeps on... on. You don't, you don't know... I have don't. no okay, idea. Okay, never mind.
1: <laughs> You're going on, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, now get to the Martians, yes, yes. And never mind. <laughs> You're just the worst. <laughs> This reminds me of that Bugs Bunny uh, sketch where um, where they're singing the opera. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh. All right, so uh, let's get back to uh, the War of the Worlds. Um, there is... I know we talked about it while we were watching it, and we kind of, I think, hinted on it yeah. uh, already in this podcast, but um, it really w- was a marvel of... Like, I, I guess just executing like the technical aspects of it, like how they got this this ambient sound and yeah, everything like that.
0: Because you know a lot of uh, yeah, you know, a lot of radio. You know, a lot of times they had to, to make their own sound effects. You mm-hmm. know, live on you know in on the set, and they had uh, you know, uh, you know a ruck, you know a, a burble, uh, what's burble, <laughs> No, like a, a rumbling or a mumbling uh crowd. Oh yeah. Uh, with the sirens in the background, it, it made it genuinely sounded like they were at, you know, on a site of whatever was going on.
1: Like I remember hearing like the cars beeping at one point, and I'm like, "Yeah, what the hell the hell they got that?" Was they just had the the window open? They just had everyone <laughs> in the parking lot honking their horns. Yeah, they might have. Like it's very possible that's how they did that because it sounded good and it sounded distant.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like the the only thing that kind of gave it away a little bit is that. You know, when the the people started yelling, there was a little bit of an echo mm-hmm. of uh, whatever room they were in. But uh, yeah, other than that, it, it was uh, almost a flawless execution.
1: Like even, and uh, sometimes, like you know, the actors, like uh, one guy was supposed to be on fire, and he was saying things like, like he was narrating, like, "Oh, I'm on fire! Oh, I'm burning!" You Wait, know? He said that. It was something like that. I remember the first guy that gets burned near the. Uh, near, like, the anchor, I remember it was, like, something like, oh, oh, no, I'm on
0: fire! <laughs> you know, it was, like, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I'm on fire, folks. Oh, this smell of charred flesh and, and burning meat. Oh, it's filling the room. Oh, oh, and people are getting nauseous all over the... Oh, it's terrible, folks. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: basically, like, uh... Like, I... I want to point out one thing about this, um, Yeah. Because, again, like, we're, we're kind of a little bit of, I guess, uh, nerds when it comes to how something's done practically, yeah. you know, and this was a very practical, like this is 1938, they don't have like a soundboard or anything no, like that. No,
0: like it, it was, uh, you know, electronic yeah, electronics uh, for broadcasting were, were still kind of rudimentary, we're still talking like uh, tube technology. Yeah, they had
1: like, I think Orson Welles had one end of a can and <laughs> of a string, and on the other end it was like uh, it broadcast
0: was, in New York. It was like 38 million other strings. Yeah.
1: <laughs> People tuned into their, their cans and everything. Yeah. They put the cans to the air. Oh, I hope this isn't real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Dad, I want to listen to the phantom can.
1: The <laughs> phantom can, not tonight, son. This is history we're listening to right here. <laughs> Who tied the can up? <laughs> at the unti- but anyway, I, that's not even the point I wanted to get across. Yeah. The point I want to get across is that um, this was a very good uh, broadcast, especially for ha- the Halloween season, because, like, it just goes to show how sometimes uh, much more powerful the imagination is at filling in the gaps than actually yeah. seeing something actually being there.
0: Yep. Uh, it... it- <clears throat> And, uh, to kind of illustrate it, I think towards the end, or at the end of the, uh, at the end of the broadcast, they were like, yeah, this was our, our fictional broadcast, and, uh, you know, I know some of you guys were spooked, but... Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit happens. Like, uh, and, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, it, it made it sound like, uh, they got notes during the broadcast that people are losing their minds.
1: Like, I read the book, the, um, the War of the Worlds book by H.G. Wells, and I saw the 2005 movie. Ugh. This is going to, this is basically, there's a reason I'm doing this, because this is going to bookend right. my, um, my experience with War of the Worlds. Uh, right. I read the book, I think, before I saw the movie, and I thought the book sucked. I did not Uh, like it one bit.
0: Well, science fiction was still a new genre back then.
1: Also, I was like 19 years old, so, you know, it was definitely... If I read it now, I'd probably find more of a, um, more entertainment out of it. right. But when I was, you know, reading I was like, Alright, let's get to something here. (laughs) It's like, how can you make someone being turned into dust by a heat ray absolutely boring? But, um, when I went to see the 2005 movie, I also kind of thought, like, eh, this isn't very good.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. Like, I, I thought the uh, the, the effects w- were... I-, I thought it started off all right. Like, uh, they-, they would bellow these loud horns, these ominous horns. I don't know why. Uh, and then just shoot these rays that would turn people to-, to ash.
1: Like, and there was one scene I thought in the movie that was all right when they were uh, trying to hide out in the basement in this little uh, weird extendopod things looking for them.
0: I- I actually- by the time they, uh, they got to the basement, I, w- I was- I had checked out, like, this movie's dumb. When yeah. they- when they- once they start having the fields of veins.
1: <laughs> I- I just thought that was a good scene, cause I was like, this is a very Spielberg scene, so he yeah, directed was, the movie.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't a bad scene.
1: But, I was like, this is the only good thing the movie's got going for it. Now, I want to point out that, book sucked, the movie I wasn't really a fan of, so we'll just say the movie sucked, uh, this broadcast was actually really, really good. Yeah. Um, don't don't kid yourself thinking, oh, it's something something old. How good can it be? This was a very, very well done. Um, Broadcast. This is probably the best War of the Worlds I've seen, read, or heard. <laughs> all the way around. This is this takes a cake.
0: Though we we still have yet to watch the 1950s movie. Yeah, I hear uh, that's pretty the, good. Yeah, because yeah, I heard that's that's pretty good as well. Though they don't have the uh, tripods; they're more flying saucers. Yes, yes.
1: Uh, I think it was a practical effects thing I just couldn't get the tripods to work right
0: Really? They didn't have Harryhausen? I I guess not I guess they were doing something different He would have gotten those pods to work Oh, of course
1: You put Harry... Maybe he was like, I don't do sci-fi guys I I only do do mythology and raisins
0: uh, (laughs) uh, I'm pretty sure he did the uh, uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still Oh, did he? I'm pretty sure I did. I, no I think idea. he did the sausage. Excuse me. You're
1: right. I got the burps. You got the burpees now That's something spooky for Halloween and what, this burpees? is our Halloween podcast um, so What's scarier than a burpee? I don't know nothing tripod <laughs> aliens
0: uh, <laughs> uh, So what Ooh. the hell is that? Oh, it's a it's dog.
1: It's a spooky day already. <clears throat> Let me tell you the story, folks. Oh, we're bathed in darkness in here. We're hiding under the blankets trying to find <laughs> something scary.
0: We're not. No. We're not under blankets. It is,
1: it's broad daylight. Yeah. In fact, we have one, two, like, three lights on.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's... uh. It was a very spooky podcast. It, it's, it's more... It's like a mellow, relaxing Halloween. But, uh, um, No, not at all, I guess. But, um...
1: Uh, so, back to the, uh, the War of the Worlds. Um, one thing that, uh, that I always thought was, well, let's, Go on. all three products really have the same flaw, I want to kind of say. Go on. Uh, which is... I always thought the ending was kinda abrupt.
0: You think it was a pulled-out-of-the-ass ending?
1: Like when H.G. Wells wrote it back in the, uh, the... Yeah. 1800s?
0: Uh, oh, shit, what do I do? Uh, they- they pretty much do, uh, You know what, they get sick and die. You
1: know, maybe it was notes from his editor. Like, he sent the first draft, and it was like, it was this bleak story about the, Yeah. You know, the Earth's destruction. And, they're like, Um, this is 1898, uh, Earth can't lose. <laughs> well, we're not at that aspect of, uh... Of storytelling yet, where things can stay bleak. So That's add an okay. ending.
0: Look, the uh, the Industrial Revolution is just taking off right now, <laughs> and the the British Empire is still very strong. Uh, change your change your uh, answers <sighs> or your change your uh, ending.
1: Right. Uh, okay, um, I like to imagine he had a bunch of different endings in uh, in mind. He's like, all right, so um, this guy uh, Phil, he invents the mega bomb. And that uh, that blows up all the aliens is that, is that good
0: no that's too stupid like where'd
1: I, they come where'd they come up with a mega I, bomb
0: yeah I, I imagine another ending is uh, Queen Victoria herself fights them off <laughs> maybe he's
1: he, he was gonna write like a, uh, a Justice League with like you know old-timey like uh, like
0: like uh, Queen Victoria Alistair Crawley <laughs> uh, spring heel <Hill> Jack yeah <laughs> Jack the Ripper, <laughs> Oscar yeah. Wilde. Like, oh, not him again! <laughs> Look, you can't have a, can't have a Victorian era famous people without Oscar Wilde.
1: Do you think they would summon like a Captain Planet? Like, where's Captain Planet when the fucking Martians come? Yeah, down? I know. Like, would this be something that Captain Planet could solve? Like, he was, he only was like a pollution guy. Yeah,
0: like, like. Uh, 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 Captain Planet's abilities are very compartmentalized. Like he comes
1: out, he's like, "All right, so what do you want me to do? Uh, Protect the fucking Earth."
0: Uh, uh, this isn't pro- pollution related. <laughs> like, uh, like I have a theme here. I like get it, it, it. Captain
1: Planet, you're supposed to protect the Earth.
0: Well, are they making a mess? Uh, kind of. of The rubble. <laughs> uh, you know, the rubble. It doesn't really pollute anything. It- Like it's it's messy. I get it, but it doesn't hurt the what environment. About that black per- smoke. That can't be good. Uh, look at the plants. It's not really hurting the plants. It's just killing the people.
1: You're not gonna help us, are you, are you Cap?
0: I- it, it, you know, like, my hands are tied. Like, well, I can clean the smoke, maybe. No, you know, I can't do that, no. <laughs> you know, guys, let's just use the rings. The rings are far more powerful than Captain Planet anyway. You see, I like to think that the heat ray that the aliens used
1: was actually a, uh, like, they- they took the heat ring or the fire ring from uh, the kid who had to fire and they kind of like change it They
0: they reverse engineered it so they could have a heat ray or is this where the rings came from the the uh, hmm. uh, the rings were just various pieces from uh, Martian uh, Technology uh, and uh, Captain Planet is technically a Martian.
1: No, I, I'll go one better Um Different planets have, like, they all come from different, uh, planets. Alright. So, like, the fire, that's the Mars, you know, thing, and they, they get the rings from there. Okay. Uh, Venus, of course, is heart.
0: Um. Uh, Venus should be fire, technically. Yeah, okay, but Venus is the heart, love. Yeah, but Venus is the hottest planet <laughs> on the solar
1: <laughs> And, um, let's see, uh, Mercury, of course, will be,
0: uh, yeah, come on, smart ass. What's mercury?
1: Water, of course.
0: Mercury's a liquid. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't Earth be water? Cause uh, Earth
1: is Earth. Uh, Earth is Earth. <laughs> and that just leaves what? Wind, air. Uh, I guess that's Jupiter.
0: Yeah, uh, Jupiter does have
1: a lot of storms. So yeah, all the it's a it's an alien thing. That's all I got. So Captain Planet is just like an alien, a super alien. Maybe he is. He's a mutant
0: just a mutation of all these aliens that just turns him, which turns out is a, just a blue guy.
1: <laughs> I like to think that um, Captain Planet, for some reason, is, like, he is the creator of the solar system. So when all these, you know... He's God? No, no. Just of the solar system. Yeah, well, all right. Not the whole universe. <laughs> Come on. But when all these planets, they get their powers together and he comes out of it... Uh, that's the only way to summon him. He's is like that, the, it's like
0: the Dragon Balls. Does is that, is that mean he's like- he was born on the sun? Hmm... Because- because that's the only way the- the solar system could be formed. <laughs> oh gosh, here we go. Look, you bring- you brought me into this. <laughs> he's Captain Planets. Not Captain Sun. <laughs> so like...
1: Yeah, that would be a- After all that, you would think, why is this guy such a bitch? Like, yeah, if he
0: created the entire solar system, why does he get sick from smog? <laughs> he gets sick from smog or mud. <laughs> you get him a little bit muddy and he's sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, here's the question. What would Victorian Captain Planet look like? Well, he'd have mutton chops. Of course. He'd have green mutton chops. Green mutton chops. Uh... uh he, he, he just looks proper. He has, he has the waistcoat, and the long, you know, and uh... Yeah. Vest. I imagine that he has the same
1: color scheme, you know, blue skin, he's got the green hair, and he's got, like, the- the red, and,
0: uh, Just looks like a teal joker.
1: But, um, but he still had, like, the overcoat's a red overcoat, you know, matches his colors and everything. And I imagine he has a, uh, he has a stopwatch, and on the back of it is, like, the little symbol of, like, the earth and everything on it. Alright. Yeah, that's- that's, you know, that's steampunk.
0: same, Same- same powers? Uh, of nothing, yeah, sure. I, I'm, like, I am trying to think of what he did, other than just put thing, pick things up and put things down. Like, I imagine in this version,
1: he drives a, he drives a carriage. Like, you know, he's a cabbie.
0: <laughs> a steam-powered carriage. Like, with uh, horse automatons. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But like, his job
1: is just being a cab driver, basically. He go, he takes people he from place Captain to place. This captive
0: planet's worse.
1: <laughs> like. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very uh, environmentally friendly m- method of transportation.
0: I, I, I guess, and probably the most unenvironmentally friendly point in time in, in uh, human history, like, where everyone's just burning coal.
1: Like, get off your ass and do something! To, like, that's why his. Pe- that's why he's like, oh, I'm gonna stay out of this. I'm just gonna kinda sit around till I can be of more use.
0: I think the thing is is that it is so polluted during the Industrial Revolution that he is always as weak as a normal man. Like there's no air he can breathe that uh, makes him strong.
1: (laughs) It would be like if uh, Superman lived on Krypton.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, he's just always weak, so, like, he can't save the world, so he might as well be a cab driver. Gotta get some money somehow. Yeah, like, he's stuck.
1: He's waiting for those rings to kind of wear off so he can just go back into the ether.
0: (laughs) And those poor kids, they're stuck, uh, you know, doing their you know, in their 9 to 5 jobs, (laughs) pulling, uh, you know, in in moving machinery.
1: Do you think that, um, like, do you think when he goes away, like, you know, when he just goes back into wherever the hell he came from, like, To him, the, uh... It's, like, instantaneous. Like, he goes away, and then, like, a hundred years could pass on Earth, but when they summon him again, to him it's just, like, pop. Like,
0: instantaneous. I I think, uh, when he is... Uh, when he's not present, uh, his... His real form is some guy in a coma somewhere.
1: (laughs) I was gonna say that, like, the first time they summon him back after, like, 150 years or something, um... Like, you know, the 90s kids. Earth, wind, fire, hair, yeah. you know, hair. Um, <laughs> whatever they do. Like, he pops up and he still has, like, the Victorian garb. And he's like, with your...
0: Oh. Oh. All right, uh,
1: <laughs> Give me a second here, fellas.
0: Uh, and then, you know, Gaia, you need a new image.
1: Uh, I thought they were just going to take him shopping in the first
0: episode. But they... Was it one of those 90's makeover sessions? Like he
1: comes out in like surfer gear, you know, and he's like, <laughs> doing the, the, you know, catch you later, you know, kind of thing.
0: So, so he he goes with each, uh, each planeteer and both of them give him uh, a makeover of their own type.
1: Yeah, like everyone has a different thing and, uh, they all represent the different cultures that the planeteers yeah. come from. And then he just kind of steps out with his stupid leotard. Yeah. And, they're like, <laughs> and they all give him a thumbs up because they want it to be over. Yeah.
0: Leotard and green mullet. <laughs> it's
1: Like, you, you sure this is the style and it always will
0: be? You know, I'm done. This is, you know, this is the last thing we picked. This is going to be the last thing I wear.
1: <laughs> that was him. He's just, he's so fed up yeah. with the whole process.
0: Like, he's been asleep for 150 years, but he already wants to go back.
1: <laughs> he's like, all right, now, uh, now, what, what do you think... Like, Captain Planet in... This is gonna be a Captain Planet episode, I guess. Yeah, I know. What do you one. think Captain Planet in, uh, like, the year 2200 would be like, you know, like... We'll go forward another, uh, couple yeah, hundred years.
0: years. <sighs> let's see. That's a tough one. Well, are you were asking to- like, well, I guess it's gonna be Mylar suit. Cause everyone wears one type of Mylar suit.
1: Yeah, uh, every future movie... They're always in Mylar suits. Yeah,
0: it's a, like a, a uh, you, uh, what's a, like a, tr- not track tracksuit, but a, like a coveralls.
1: Yeah, no, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, actually, I, I want to go, I want to take this a different route. I know I suggested the 2200. Alright. But I'm almost curious if, um, for, you know, again, to him, it's instantaneous. He goes to sleep, it's 1992. Okay. And he's like, alright, I'll see you around next time, Planeteers and the next people who find the ring are the apes in like e- the, the, the If
0: you if you hadn't brought it up it was I was going that's where to you're as gonna well. go to
1: the apes find it and put it together and he's like with your pa- oh my gosh, what happened? Well
0: what it You've finally done it <laughs>
1: <laughs> The apes are like, Yeah okay what were the apes want him for? would he have to would he have to become an ape? Like would they or would huh. they- would they- would they like did, capture did, him and make did, him a pet?
0: That's- that's hard to say. Does Captain Planet take the form of whatever creature hmm. summons him? I don't think- I don't think he would. I- I-, I think think uh, they would summon him and, uh, and then cut out his brain. I was gonna say,
1: if you- again, if you hadn't gone there, that was my next thing, like they spin him around, there's just a big scar on okay. the side of his head. Like, yeah. They shaved part of his mullet so you could
0: see it. <laughs> Because, you know, they, they were trying to figure out what, about this, uh, this, uh, blue man that talks. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Zayas says shit himself.
1: Like, he knew about Taylor. He knew yeah. about man, but...
0: Oh, is this came out, this came after Taylor left?
1: No, no, no. This, I'd say it's right around the same time. Yeah, maybe, like, uh, before the nuke goes off. Oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> or maybe Captain Planet comes to clean up the little nuke.
0: Like, that's what wakes him up. If the nuke goes off. And, like, that, you know, a nuke is, like, the ultimate, uh, pollution, I guess. <laughs> he's like, like, yeah, like, as pollution goes, you can't, go, you can't make a bigger mess than a nuke.
1: And Dr. Zayas sees it, and he's like, I, I knew about man from the very beginning, but that I see is not a man. That,
0: that, that's good. That's a good Dr. Zayas. <laughs> it's a good Dr. Zayas. And, uh yeah and, of course, and that, of course Dr. Zayas does the only thing he knows how to he do he studies it's just, it yeah it's just cut him open
1: <laughs> like I wonder if his brain is the same as the other guy
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one has a pink brain <laughs> I bet his brain is green yeah it has a green brain <laughs> I, I want to I wanna say the mullet is some kind of sensory organ <laughs> it connects directly to the brain like it's it's not hair no yeah, they're, they're all nerve endings. Like, I imagine
1: that Dr. Zayas cuts him open. I can't, I've never seen anything like a green brain. He just
0: starts eating it. To, he doesn't <laughs> know what to do. Yeah, he's, a, he's an ape. He starts <laughs> he starts grooming the gnats off him.
1: <laughs> Maybe that was it. That was the thing that was keeping him. Not the brain being taken, but yeah. the gnats were just enough pollution that got <laughs> him weak. Oh, thank you. And he just flies away.
0: I I think it's just... Him being surrounded by ape filth is the thing that su- <laughs> summons him. Like, they're they're in the ruins of, like, some past city. And, uh, just ape filth because they're dirty apes. Once the feces start ca- entering exactly. the mix. Like- uh, it, it, it's like he somehow accidentally rubbing the genie's lamp.
1: <laughs> like, I, I, I like to think that, um... Captain Planet isn't a very good superhero he wouldn't even work well at like a gas station because like the first <laughs> time he tries to clean up a bathroom like he's just gonna pull the whole oh I'm too weak yeah. <laughs> I can't do it his manager you know who's like six years younger than him you know, he's <laughs> like a 19 year old kid but Captain Planet still has to call him Mr. Johnson <laughs> like you get in there and you clean that bathroom like,
0: he, he always has to do it in a hazmat suit or he'll faint <laughs>
1: And Mr. Johnson just thinks that, yes, you're not you're not getting out of it again. You have to clean that bathroom.
0: And uh, you, you you ran out of personal time. You can't call <laughs> off anymore. Captain Planet calls out sick a lot. He does because everything's dirty. Makes him sick. Like he has to like there's oil spills. He has to clean up uh, <laughs> like like the, all the oil spots. Like. It's the cleanest the the gas station has ever been, but it comes at a steep cost. Captain Price, yeah,
1: like Captain Planet works there for three months and like he looks like an old man at the end of it <laughs> he,
0: he looks like craig t nelson at the uh <laughs> in poltergeist uh, when he f- first goes to the psychiatrist like his power is just completely drained he
1: looks like superman in superman 4 <laughs> when
0: he when he brings out the crystal yeah he's got the scratch on his neck yeah. and
1: everything and it, like that is basically what happens to him yep yeah that <laughs> he has to put in his two week notice you know, and that's what saves him.
0: Yep, and uh, goes somewhere else where he gets sick. <laughs> like he goes to the grocery store and he's he's uh, called to clean up a clean up a spill and it weakens weakens him because it's technically a mess.
1: Uh. Oh. <laughs> now, do you think that like let's say that um, that he just dies? Like All it's right. too much. You know the 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 filth everywhere. It just he collapses okay. and just. It turns to dust. Like, green and blue and red dust. Alright. Uh, do you think that the planteers can just summon him again and he'll be fine?
0: Like, like, like a he, one-up? he's just a clone? Like, he just comes back normal, but he can see his dead corpse? He's kind of like a Meseeks. Uh... Or do uh, you think that he's dead, he's dead? No, I think he'll die, and then the the, the, the glow that comes out of the rings will just go back to the rings. <laughs>
1: Like they put the rings together and the, the glow comes out, and it like meets at a single point, and then it just comes back into yeah. the ring. Yeah,
0: and the rings are, I'm guessing, at museums. Hmm, okay. So, uh, unless someone goes on a big heist to get the rings back, Captain Planet is gone.
1: Like, I imagine, uh, I imagine that it's almost like a- now it's just like the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Goes, always comes back to Thanos. Like, he doesn't want to get the Infinity Stones. He wants to get these rings to summon Captain Planet.
0: (laughs) Because there is a way you can be the next Captain Planet if you shoot the rings at yourself.
1: Like, I imagine that uh, his plan now no longer involves... You know, killing half the universe, but you know cleaning up the parts of the universe that he can he's become an environmental Thanos
0: and uh, Which incidentally also kills billions. Though. Oh, yeah,
1: of course <laughs> You know cleansing the universe is a very very difficult
0: job Like, you can't cleanse the universe without killing untold billions like that
1: uh, Captain Planet like under the the control of Thanos like he has all five rings on his fingers and he shoots them all out like I imagine that. Captain Planet only bows to the whim of the person who wields the rings. So if it's an evil person wielding the rings, it'd be an evil <laughs> Captain Planet. Like, he still cleans up the, the
0: Earth, but he he's much more brutal about it. Oh, man. It's... It's like, it's kind of like the Triforce. Like, uh, <laughs> in that regard, like, you know, if a person is a good person and uses the Triforce, there will be prosperity. But if they're a bad person, it'll be bad things that happen.
1: Like, the Captain Planet that comes out is, like, he's, he look. it's more pestilence. He, he's,
0: he's like the evil genie uh, that <laughs> Jafar is you know, when he comes out of the lamp.
1: He's just causing, like, I imagine, again, wherever he- wherever he takes a step- like the flowers wilt, you know. It's just decay <laughs> follows him wherever he goes.
0: I uh, do the flowers wilt, or does anything not produced by nature crumble away to reveal flowers?
1: Hmm. So you think that he's a like a benevolent force, just a but
0: still destructive. Like he he is the he is the uh, he is the personification of entropy. Hmm. That's interesting go on
1: here we go now we're getting into the uh into the science all right so basically everywhere he goes it's just disorder yeah like and he doesn't even have to do anything like he'll just take a step and things will just kind of unravel
0: yeah like as he's walking uh down a paved street the the pavement will crack and and uh wilt away as if through as if you know as if centuries have passed yeah things go and back to then the... uh, plants kind of grow out from under it
1: and um it's basically that whole idea that everything is moving towards entropy yeah and so uh anything that's not man-made is just undone mm-hmm. hmm
0: like uh yeah.
1: yeah that or anything that is man-made i'm sorry not yeah
0: yeah anything that would... anything that it, it, yeah is is man-made just kind of uh, melts away
1: in a way. Again, like Thanos, like bringing someone like that kind of would work a little bit to, mm-hmm. you know, what he what his goals were, what his end game. Yeah, was. yeah, I get it. But I imagine that um, once this Captain Planet comes out, he doesn't want to go back to the rings.
0: Like it, it eventually be, you know, becomes a fight between him and Thanos. Mm-hmm, exactly. Because uh, yeah, Thanos, you know, is a mortal being at the end of this like he is a thing that uh you know he, he is a living thing whose only purpose is to undo entropy
1: and so he has to fight what is basically entropy
0: yeah now that and, and, and captain planet is just he he is just wants everything to be homogenized
1: like i imagine that uh, now he, he brings out a weapon, and he slices it at Captain Plan, but it doesn't work. It's a man-made weapon, so It just, just disintegrates. Yep. So like it, how do you stop that? You have to fight him hand-to-hand.
0: And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That,
1: that, that's really about it. Of course, Captain Plan still has powers, you know, and,
0: uh... Though, though I, I think he decks him like, uh... He decks him like, uh... Mike Tyson hitting, uh... <laughs> like, uh, what's his name from... Oh, uh, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, he's hitting Zach Galifianakis. He just face-plants to the ground. Just goes down
1: like a sack of bricks... Like, I imagine, uh, I imagine he almost just crumbles like an old man, <laughs> like, like a 90-year-old man getting decked by yeah. Thanos.
0: I I, I want to say, like, Thanos decks him, and he kind of leaves a crater. <laughs> like,
1: like, I, I guess that wasn't that hard. You just had yeah.
0: to... I, I just didn't have to use weapons. I just, you know, one hit, and, and then afterwards he just dissolves it, you know, the, he goes back to the rings
1: and thanos is
0: like i'll use
1: the power of the rings to destroy the rings again just just use the rings
0: they're much more yeah, powerful just, just use fire fire is all you really need fire or water i
1: think water would be pretty devastating yeah, too. earth
0: is also pretty good
1: yeah i mean and wind i guess really it has been proven to be devastating in the past
0: yeah, yeah just use, you don't really need heart unless you need to corrupt some politicians like there has been no
1: force in this world, no element that has hurt me more than heart. That's
0: that's deeper. right? That's was poignant. that? Thanos.
1: No, that's me. Oh, that's pfft. me being heartbroken. That's <laughs> that's that deep, right? That, that, was, that was that
0: was poignant. I, uh, I guess.
1: Right, yeah. no. Okay. Sure. Okay, thank you. I just want I just want you to tell me that I'm doing right.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, you're uh, man. The element of heart, that's more poignant than nine Le- eleven. Oh. <laughs> Okay, fine. I guess it is not
1: that. I, <laughs> I guess I guess my heartbreak doesn't compare to being able to move a whole continent. <laughs> being able to shape the Grand Canyon doesn't compare oh. to. Oh, does poor baby have a heartache?
0: <laughs> oh man, uh, a horrible event. Uh, oh man, has it, occurred, but oh. Poor Mark's heart's broken. (laughs) Oh, did that girl stop talking to you? That was
1: way worse than Pompeii.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess, you know, I guess uh, a rejection is worse than a, you know, the president being assassinated in 63.
1: Oh, oh gee, oh, there's a, there's a tidal wave that destroyed half of the earth. Oh, I guess that doesn't compare to Mark's boo-boo in his heart.
0: <laughs> oh, someone didn't was mean to Mark. I guess it doesn't compare to the meteor that killed the dinosaurs. <laughs>
1: Oh, the great,
0: the great Chicago Fire
1: by Mrs. Leary's cow. Oh, that's nothing compared to the ouchie Mark's
0: got. Oh, uh, the Chernobyl explosion <laughs> doesn't compare to Mark's boo boo. Oh, Tungusta Oh, doesn't
1: pale in comparison to the girl who ghosted Mark. Yeah. So I guess maybe I was wrong. Maybe I, <laughs> maybe I spoke out of turn. <laughs> I was trying too hard to be poignant. Yeah, I, I'm actually kind of surprised we knew so many tragedies. Uh, we we've got- lived
0: through a good number of. <laughs> we're <them>. millennials. <laughs> yeah, but we're still in the midst of one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Happy Halloween.
0: This is a different type of horror we're bringing you.
1: This isn't really horror; it's terror. Oh boy! Oh boy! There. There are people running to the stores. They're taking all the toilet paper. Oh, the toilet
0: paper is off the shelves. Oh, my. Uh, And all because of Mark's (laughs) boo-boo had hurt him so badly. (laughs) When will humanity heal from this tragedy? So I'd like
1: to see, uh... I'd like to see Orson Welles talk about his heartbreak on that episode.
0: (laughs) And then she left me and never called back. And the earth rumbled. What?
1: Was Kissinger saying that one?
0: <laughs> and they are the ramblers, and Mr. President.
1: <laughs> like, uh, I guess, I guess we're back on, uh, on the War of the Worlds, because there is something yeah. I do want to, I'm glad we got back it because there is something okay. I wanted to point out about it, which I thought was kind of funny. Alright. Uh, which I thought was kind of neat, was, um, like I've heard about, uh, Orson Welles doing this broadcast for years, and I've had a few Orson Welles impressions in my life. Okay, Um, but it was kind of neat hearing Orson Welles actually, like you know, do the narration. Like there was a certain richness to some of the things that he was saying, which uh, which was actually you know did help along with with the broadcast.
0: It's kind of a a long lost vernacular. That, uh, that and a cadence and a almost you know, and, you know, and a bit of an accent as well. That kind of a uh, transatlantic accent.
1: Yeah. um Even the little things, like when he was pretending to be the uh, the professor. Yeah. And he would they would say things like uh, like, "So do you think I came from the uh, Mars, the planet Mars?" And like, the chances are about one in a thousand. I was like, yeah. He even said that in such a way that it was like, ah. Oh, that's cool. It's it, it, a cool way to say that. It,
0: it, I was getting a lot of uh, I could see a, a lot of the inspiration maybe Kelsey Grammer got. Hmm. Because I I did hear a little bit of Frazier in the cadence.
1: I wonder if uh, I wonder I wonder if Kelsey Grammer was you know was a huge fan of it or maybe even yeah, um, it wouldn't surprise me. Or maybe uh John Noble um uh, when he was doing uh Fringe or whatever.
0: Hmm, that's a good question. Well. Uh, I'm am wondering also if John Noble chose that accent to hide his Australian accent.
1: Yeah, maybe that's what, um, maybe that's all that uh, that uh, Fraser was doing. You didn't know that Fraser came from the outbacks of Australia. <laughs> would, Niles, I've seen spiders the size of a basketball. That doesn't frighten me. I have seen shit that'll turn you white. <laughs>
0: Ooh, it's another spooky movie. Uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Huh. Uh, I know the new one's coming out soon. I know, actually. Uh, I the could... 19th.
1: Oh, of... of... November. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, it's it's past the 19th. It's Halloween! Oh! It's really not Halloween. Yeah, no, we filmed not... these beforehand.
0: We don't film anything.
1: Um, uh, We oughta... You're missing all the cool things that are visual. All the visual gags we're doing. Like, like this.
0: That's him dancing like an asshole, folks. Uh, Thrill, you can't hear
1: anything. You can't even see what he's doing, but oh, the terror. Oh, the terror of the dance.
0: It's so unstable. (laughs) It is not a healthy man's dance. Um, (laughs) Oh,
1: he looks (laughs) like an uncle at a wedding. Oh, my goodness. People are going to laugh at
0: him if they saw this. Good thing Uh, they cannot. Oh, it's cringy, folks. It is the cringiest (laughs) thing you'll ever, oh, this reporter has ever seen. (laughs) There are people being lit on fire because they don't want to see this man dance anymore. Grandmothers are being escorted out of the building, just fainting. Oh, ding, it's terrible, ding, folks.
1: Ding. Oh, I hear the I hear the church bells. They're calling people, calling people away from this man. Oh, can they do anything? Is there anything holy anymore?
0: Uh, this is, this is uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, Evan Williams. Uh, saying that we are bringing in the militia to establish martial law because of this man's dancing uh, has become a contagion that could not be... Uh, 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 what's this, folks? Now, 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 Professor,
1: we're going back to New Jersey now. Professor, um, this man's dancing, would you, would you say that these are the gyrations of a, of a typical human that can dance like that?
0: I'm saying that these dancings are not of a healthy person's mind uh, and it, it, there is that being said there are still reasons why it could be uh, natural and uh, explained through science I, I I believe that the dancing
1: may be um, I, the the odds of it having a terrestrial origin are very low that there is no way that a human could make motions like that
0: oh oh The doctor has begun to dance himself. Oh! Just in the middle of the surgery. Oh, that man will (laughs) never hear again.
1: (laughs) You know... (laughs) Yeah. I gotta say, that was... That was fun. That that was a fun bit, and you didn't get to see one single bit of that audience. He didn't miss much. Uh, He was just doing the Charleston like an asshole. While sitting down. Yeah. Didn't have the... the
0: strength to stand on his own two feet yes sitting in a couch doing the Charleston
1: <laughs> aren't you glad you missed that <laughs> isn't that something you wish you could see
0: no I think we we got a peek at your future at the retirement home
1: <laughs> I imagine that the uh, the person who is doing the broadcast is a like a retired radio DJ or something or radio reporter and uh,
0: I imagine you're doing the Charleston as they're trying to put the straitjacket back on you. <laughs> for
1: some reason, the Charleston is just like the exact motion that can undo any
0: straitjacket. The Charleston is the dance, in particular, that it makes it prevent that is preventing uh, them to getting <laughs> you know, preventing them from getting that jacket on you.
1: <laughs> and it's like they have nurses on standby, like they've been they've been waiting for me to
0: stop doing this Charleston. for for days. There is a contingency they wrote up in case the Charleston is done. (laughs) There is a handbook, a section in the handbook for the Charleston.
1: All we need all we need fellas is 4.8 seconds. (laughs) If we can get 4.8 seconds where he stops doing his fucking Charleston we can get that
0: straight jacket on. Like If you can, uh, if you can get his left arm while he's doing that knee thing, <laughs> uh, then you can get him in that jacket.
1: Like I think they run, they ran simulations with a uh, with a dummy. Yeah, the dummy is like. You know, you know the um, the stuff they had in MythBusters. Like it was like a gel like, like dummy, a ge-
0: like a uh, like a crash test
1: dummy. Yeah, it was some, It's something like that where they're practicing on it <laughs> to see if they can see if they can bring me down mid Charleston.
0: Like uh, orderlies will will uh, do it on themselves during when they're when they're training.
1: And like there's a there's like a drill instructor's like six point three seconds. That wasn't good enough. Get up there and do it again.
0: <laughs> Like, he, like he's yelling at oh, one guy, You call that the Charleston? <laughs> that looks more like the jitterbug to me.
1: <laughs> and when it finally happened, when I finally stopped to like just to fart or something like that. <laughs> <That's
0: sighs> what, they, they tackle you. Like,
1: this isn't a joke. Move, 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 move.
0: Ah, ah, we didn't have enough time. Ah, he's doing it. Now, I'm wondering what you're doing that is so disruptive. That, uh, <laughs> the they Charleston. Have, is the Charleston really worth putting someone in a straitjacket?
1: It's like... I have to be in the straight jacket, you know. Otherwise, uh, other other people start doing it.
0: Yeah, if you don't, if they don't catch you before, uh, uh, you know, before a limited amount of time, like everyone in the ward is going to be end up doing the Charleston. Like
1: I'm in my own, uh, I'm in my own padded room, but somehow, through the beauty of dance, <laughs> it, it, it has gotten to other rooms.
0: Like uh, I imagine you're
1: doing char- the Charleston facing a corner, and the person next to me starts doing the Charleston without seeing me. That's just the rhythm of the dance just goes through the wall.
0: I like it's... You're-you're-you're doing a, the dance together, but there's a partition in between you somehow. And, like, it's not like he can see what I'm doing. No, but it just, you know, somehow he knows.
1: Yep, exactly. Like, oh my goodness, the guy starts Charlestoning to the other side of the room, and then the next person starts doing it. It's spreading. We gotta evacuate this whole wing!
0: And they-they just, like, it's-it's too late. They just send nerve gas through the vents. <laughs> Wait, do I have? Do they routinely have nerve gas? In like at this place? <laughs> that's how contagious that Charleston is.
1: <laughs> I'm still doing a Charleston as I'm choking to death. Of, cor- of
0: course. <sighs> yeah. As the uh, as the doctors are evacuating, he starts doing the Charleston too, and uh, and a uh, his partner has to shoot him in the head. He's crying,
1: like, please, Gary, don't make me do this. I. Ca- Mate. <laughs> didn't even wait to hear what he had to say he, he had to do what he had to do yep
0: before he started doing the Charleston
1: it's like that that is a horror movie
0: that is our war of the worlds
1: <laughs> the Charleston and on that note the war of the worlds 1938 broadcast
0: uh, a very very neat piece of history uh, you know in the in the medium of radio uh, I think still holds up. Uh, it, it's done, uh, straight-faced as if it were an actual event. And, uh, you know, definitely, you know, definitely worth a listen if you want to see what it's like, uh, you know, you know, listening to radio of that era.
1: Um, I agree. I thought it was pretty good. It's, uh, it's worth, worth your time. It's only an hour long and it's definitely worth your time. Um... I know that when we were watching it, the little, uh, it was on YouTube, you can find it on YouTube, mm-hmm. and the little screen said that it was the most uh, famous broadcast of all time, and I probably agree with that. I can't think of any, well, okay, I think, I might, I might be able to think of a few that might have been more popular, uh, yeah, that have to deal with infamy, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> when it comes to hour-long programs, I think that this might be, I might agree, yeah, and, uh, for,
0: as. as- Yeah, when it comes to fictional programs yes
1: yes i and um so find it take a listen it is definitely a neat piece of radio lore um and also a testament to how much more interesting the imagination is uh than something you can actually see physically
0: Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. and uh i guess that'll do it take it easy everybody
0: uh toodaloo
1: That ought to hold a little SOBs!